Dishes, sports rage, I am Gabriel Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustler, and everybody else in between throwing it down. As week 17 of the National Football League, the stage has been set. The Buffalo Bills close out week 16 with a beatdown of a bully that used to beat them up in their backyard. For the last 18 years, the Buffalo Bills were Little Timmy. Little Timmy had a hard time walking home uh, after school because there was Big Tommy and Big Billy. Big Billy and Tommy and uh, Gronk rubbing their face in the snow, kicking sand uh, in their face. It was nice to see the uh, Buffalo Bills step up and punch the New England Patriots in the mouth. And I say this, and I know uh, we take the congratulations as a Buffalo Bill fan from everybody out there who we all said the same thing. We all had a pact in the, in the, in the AFC East. Didn't matter who it was. Didn't matter who it was. Like, basically, like the Bills and Dolphins, we're supposed to be mortal enemies. I'm getting congratulations from Dolphin fans, right? Bills and Jets, same thing. Supposed to be mortal enemies, same thing. Like, if it wasn't us, I would have been happy if it was like, yeah, anybody else that knocked them off. But I'm happier it's us. I'm happier it's us. <laughs> but at least, like, we've, we've killed them, people. They're done, all right? The Patriots are done. Right. It t- they're like the Wicked Witch. We poured water like it took a little while, but they're finally done. It's over with. The nightmare is over. And uh, the Buffalo Bills finally get a little bit of redemption. Forget about winning the title, but they needed to beat the crap out of these guys. They needed to beat the crap out of these guys. Now they can move on uh, with their lives. Uh, but there's a lot of football to be played. And the Buffalo Bills aren't the only good team in the National Football League uh, right now. The Kansas City Chiefs still exist. The Green Bay Packers, tell you what, money's coming in on the Chicago Bears. It was literally six, like, moments ago. It was literally six moments ago. Suddenly, it's five and a half uh, right now. Chicago Bears win, and they're in. Green Bay Packers, though, aren't rolling over. They want to wrap up uh, the top seed and get home field. So they're not, you know, this, this is a real game, man. Actually means something between the Packers and the Bears. That's good stuff. I don't understand. The Bears are on TV every damn week, even though they flew all year long. National television like 17 times. And now, here's a good game against the Packers. It should be on TV. And it's not. Bring it. We do this 24 hours a day, working hard to bring you the news you can use. Get on the grid. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger, man. Shout out to all of our uh, radio affiliates. We're throwing it down here in the late night hours. Let's bring in uh, Sports Grid's George Kurtz to join us in this holiday season. What's going on, George? Well, Gabe, I'm good, Gabe, but I'm probably not as good as you, I'm imagining. 
Well, why? Why? Because the Buffalo Bills uh, won tonight. <laughs> well, come on! I mean, not only did you win, but you uh, you trounced uh, the Patriots. Like, that has to feel good to trounce a team that's owned this uh, division for the past what twenty years. You can't tell me this doesn't feel good. Um, no, you know what? To be honest, I just I just look at it like from a betting perspective. To me, it's just it's just a betting perspective, and. I knew they were going to win, and to me, the Bills need to go far in the playoffs, like beating the Patriots and stuff like that. It's cool. I, you know, I'm glad. You know, I'm glad that we destroyed them in a sense, but I got no ill will actually. Like, it doesn't feel better to watch and go, oh, "Look, we're beating up on Belichick right now." It doesn't make up for the fact they owned us for 18 years. Like, if we get a Super Bowl, like that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a Super Bowl win, not a division hat, not a division title. And all this, yeah, it's nice to beat the Patriots, but to me, you know, I've got a bigger, bigger goals for this football team. Yeah, of course. Now you, got, you know, it's funny the way the Chiefs are playing right now. I, I, I truly believe they're just, you know, finishing out the string here. I think they're bored. They want the playoffs to start, but I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, flip that switch on and play like a playoff team, especially when their first round matchup could be somebody like Baltimore, who's playing very well right now. And if, they, if the Bills and Chiefs were playing next week for the AFC Championship, I'd have a hard time not picking the Bills right now. They're hitting on all cylinders. They look good on defense. They look fantastic on offense. And uh, for me personally, the Bills, big fan now, after the uh, last couple of nights didn't go so well for me in the gambling front. But tonight, everything hit. Big Bills fan. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I'll let you on our uh... – I'll let you on the bandwagon. You well, even though you got your own team to worry about the Dallas Cowboys, but um, everyone, listen. A lot of people are on this Bills bandwagon right now. They're a dangerous uh, football team. Kansas City isn't isn't invincible, and the Bills check in at nine to one uh, right now to win the Super Bowl. But let me ask you, where were you like two three years ago, as far as um, as far as Josh Allen is concerned? Were you one of the all oh, Josh Allen's terrible? You can't teach accuracy. He's not accurate. Were you one of the people with bought bad Josh Allen takes, or did you think uh, what? What was your opinion then on Josh Allen? I certainly never saw this coming. Well, he's a legitimate MVP candidate. No way did I see this coming. Uh, I don't think I saw him being anything more than you know upside would be a good NFL quarterback. That's the upside. He's gone way past that now. Right now, he's a great NFL quarterback. I mean, if you don't blitz him, he doesn't miss. The numbers tell you that. You have to pressure him. If you, kill, if you let him sit back there, he's not going to miss. And now you might say, oh, you can do that about any quarterback. Well, that's not true there. Some quarterbacks have no accuracy at all. He's done that. He's extremely athletic. He's not doing things for the most part where you're like, what? He scratched his head. What the hell was that? He's matured quickly in the offseason. Is it all because you get digs? You get your true number one wide receiver, and all of a sudden it's fixed everything? I mean, it's amazing the transformation we've seen with him from one season to the next. I'm not going to say we've never seen this before, but I'm having a hard time coming up with a quarterback that we've seen make this kind of monumental increase from one season to the next. Yeah, no, you know what? But there was a development last year. There was a development uh, uh, last year uh, as well uh, with Josh Allen. People just didn't want to acknowledge it. He's limited his mistakes now, but he's only in his third year. That's what people like. People just instantly judge players uh, so much, but people prejudged him uh, before. But he can kill you with his arm strength. He can kill you with his mobility. Uh, you know, they talk about oh, he's not accurate. He's completed like sixty nine percent of his passes. Um, he's as accurate as hell uh, right now. 
you got to give credit to Jordan Palmer, who is um, who is um, the, the quarterback coach uh, with the Buffalo Bills. He's done a great uh, job working with Allen and his footwork, but very dynamic, uh, dynamic quarterback. But he was crucified by so many, including Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, oh, he's trash before he even played a game. And, you know, we've seen time and time again, Josh Allen's been criticized, but he really is a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, I don't think we can bring up Jalen Ramsey. He, he crucified every quarterback, right? Other than maybe the Hall of Famers. Everyone else sucked. You know, that was a uh, it was fun to read, but uh, uh, not something I'm going to rely on there. I think with Josh Allen, you can make an argument. I mean, isn't he your prototypical quarterback if you're going to build somebody? Right? He's got athleticism. He's built. He's not built like Lamar Jackson. He can take a hit if necessary. He's not as fast as Jackson. Doesn't have that kind of athleticism, but he can make all the throws with accuracy. I mean, when you, if you're going to build a quarterback, you know, we were worried about his head for a while. You know, when he matured to be that quarterback, it seems like he has. You know, there are very few guys like him. Mahomes is certainly someone like that. Aaron Rodgers, not quite built. I don't think as strong as these guys are, but certainly like that. You can make a very good argument. If you're going to build a quarterback today. It would be someone like Josh Allen who can move and make all the throws. So, you know, as I was saying earlier, Buffalo winning, it's good for them. You know, it's a good confidence builder for them. Even though they're already a confident team, it's good for them to, like, beat somebody up that's beaten them uh, over the years. But without being stated, like I said, it's almost like, you know, you want revenge, but once you get it, you know, it's kind of hollow. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you sort of act like we've been here before. But the thing that gets me, and shout out, we saw, you know, old man from Boston is in the house, and I know he's old school. He's old school Steve Grogan days, and there's the, you know, clam chowder in April. I know there are hardcore Patriot fans out there, but I find it interesting, though, and it's, it's funny to see like, basically, look, I do hashtags when we promote our shows all the time on Twitter. So it's like, all right, you know, we're talking about the Patriots or, you know, the Bills or whatever. And you can tell the popularity of teams, guys, very quickly when you do a hashtag about how quickly a team will come up, right? Like, if you just go, you know, into BI, boom, Bills Mafia pops up. Like, certain teams, like, you know, go Pete, go Packers, right? Like, the Patriots, it's like they don't really exist online. And it's the same thing with the Red Sox. Like when the Patriots were good over the last while, you know, you had the jackass kid running around with his little, oh, I've been to, you know, 12 championship parades. They're the most obnoxious fans ever. They cry forever that the Red Sox don't win. And then they do, and they become ultra obnoxious. But you notice when the Red Sox really sucked last year, they were silent. They disappear. Oh, it doesn't count. It doesn't, like, they, they don't talk about it. And then they won't, they wouldn't go. Even if there was fans, they wouldn't go. And it's the same crap with the Patriots. If they did allow fans, it wouldn't be packed like it was already suddenly. You know, I'm not saying uh, the Bruin fans are hardcore. At least if the Bruins suck, the games will be sold out and people will be yelling and booing at them and want to fight them because Bruin fans are hardcore nut jobs. But the Patriot fans, you guys were a bunch of frauds. You weren't Patriot fans. You were Tom Brady fanboys, especially those of you that weren't in Boston. And now you're just going to slink your way out. You talk trash for years. Every time you beat the Bills, oh, ha, ha, the Bills suck. Yet the Bills kick the crap out of you, beat you twice, mock your ass. For the record, it's the first time Bill Belichick's ever lost in New England on that field by more than four touchdowns before. 
So that feels nice to actually have that feather in the cap. It's the worst beatdown Belichick's ever had in his life on that field before. And it's funny. I don't see a lot of uh, Patriot fans out there. It was the same crap with the Red Sox this year. Uh, I personally, I don't know any Patriot fans other than what Joe Pizzapia, who works for us. Uh, I've never met a Patriot fan, which is kind of funny when you think about it with uh, how, how well they've done. Uh, I mean, you're always going to get a lot of bandwagon fans, right? I mean, guys that you're going to hear, and girls for that matter, they'll scream and yell when their teams are playing well, but when they're not playing well, all of a sudden they're very silent. That's just the nature of sports in my mind. Nah, nah, but that's nah, not true. Like, look at Philadelphia fans. They're not silent. They were eating horse crap when their team won a Super Bowl. They were falling off of bridges and telephone poles. Um, they were crazy when they won, and when they lose, they're crazy angry. I like consistent fans. You know what I mean? You got to be consistent. If you suck on it, you can't just show up in your Tom Brady jersey. Since you were a little kid, you've always loved sports. So have we. One of us. One of us. One of us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your neighbor. And it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Cincinnati. 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 Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? I want to get to the uh, the prices of these bowl games. If uh, you want to go see a college uh, bowl game, what would you be willing to, uh, to pay? Uh, the tickets are rapidly, rapidly plummeting across the board. Rapidly uh, plummeting across the board. Uh, so Paul Bovey told us that he got into a Super Bowl, first Super Bowl that he went to, $125. $125 for a Super Bowl, which um, that's not, you couldn't get parking at a, a Super Bowl. <laughs> like In like the city that the Super Bowl is in, because you can't park in a Super Bowl anyways. Like uh, you can't like drive to the Super Bowl. They shut the parking lot down and stuff like that. Going to a Super Bowl is like, in the old days, it was fun. You could just go. It was like a game. And you can get blasted. And it's like, hey, it's cool. It's a championship game. But now the Super Bowl, it's like basically going through 16 airports, right? Like 16 airports. Like the dude sitting next to you is like a Secret Service agent and stuff like that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You know, you get out of hand, you end up like Dave Portnoy. They take you out in handcuffs. Um, and look, and he's rich and they took him out in handcuffs. Trust me, I know. They didn't put me in handcuffs. They just like, I got the old, like, just throw, throw me out. <laughs> I just got removed. But uh, that, that's another story. All right. Do we have George Kurtz uh, with us, uh, Mateus? All right. Uh, I'm surprised because I don't hear any wind. 
I don't hear any um, any community any any like walkie-talkie sounds. As George Kurtz, we all know he's a New Yorker by his accent, and he's actually joining us right now. Um, we want to thank the uh, the warden for letting George use the phone at the Manhattan Correctional Facility tonight in the late night hours. It's pretty nice of him, George. It must be because it's the holidays. <laughs> well, you know, you get one phone call. I just choose it wisely. I appreciate. Yes, I appreciate that. He is. <laughs> I think they're contra. George Kurtz not a contraband. So out of uh, and you know what? Actually, uh, people and uh, people are uh, people are coming at you too much about this tonight. But I was going to ask you. So I'm assuming out of all the Christmas gifts that you got, that a new phone was not one of them. <laughs> I did get AirPods. How about that? Does that count? But uh, no, uh, I, oh. actually, I have the iPhone, uh, what, Max, whatever it is, but I, I got the AirPods. Yeah, so, well, that's great. You got AirPods to exasperate your bad phone on top of it. Now you've got the combination going. That's great. Great stuff. You know what? I should have sent you a gift, actually. I, I, I bitch all the time. I got to put my money where my mouth is. Should have sent you a nice new... Nice new old man, like uh, prepaid cellular. So I tell you, just use it once a week for your, <laughs> your, 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 just use it once a week for your call into this show uh, here. So, so let me ask you, George, and you don't leave your compound very often, all right? <laughs> so, what's the most that you've ever paid to get into a sporting event before? The most I paid to get into a sporting event, uh, I mean, I did have tickets to the uh, actually the Giants Bill Super Bowl, but uh, I didn't have to pay for that. That was free. Uh, I paid a couple of hundred dollars for a Yankee uh, game, uh, playoff games. I've done that, uh, but I've been fairly lucky. I mean, with the Yankees, my grandmother worked uh, for a Plaza Hotel where Steinbrenner stayed, so we were able to get free tickets for a long time up until uh, probably the mid '90s, mid to late '90s. Islanders was never a problem. You want to get in, you'll get in. They suck. You know, back in the 80s when they were great, I, you know, I was too yeah. young to really uh, enjoy that all that much. And I'm not going to – I guess if you want to count the most, I've been to Dallas, sure, to go see a Texas game. You want to count the airfare and all that, sure. But other than that, I would say a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, a couple – you know, and times have changed now as the the national – the national is semifinal, the Sugar Bowl this week. Tickets were 1000 bucks earlier in the week, 1100 bucks earlier in the week. Now they're down to 7.30. Uh, we'll track this throughout the week. Clemson and Ohio State, I bet you they're, they're going to go down to like three, 400. Like, uh, no one's going to pay 1,100 bucks in the middle of a pandemic uh, for for these tickets. So um, you can get into the Armed Forces Bowl. Tulsa and Mississippi State, $25. Uh, the Cheez-It Bowl, hot ticket, 79 bucks in Orlando, Florida. And uh, the Alamo Bowl, Tomorrow night, $90 in San Antonio, Texas. Um, for Sooner Lisa right now, the Cotton Bowl, Oklahoma and Florida tickets are $83. Pretty affordable. Actually, it's not bad for, for the Cotton Bowl. It is what it is. $83 bucks on StubHub right now. But I brought it up because Paul Bovey said he paid $125 bucks for the Giants and the Broncos Super Bowl. He paid $440 for the Bills-Giants Super Bowl uh, to get into. And I was talking about how, you know, I used to sell tickets. And 
how tickets just used to be so cheap in the old days. So in the early 90s, 1993, the Montreal Canadiens and the Los Angeles Kings, I had 24 tickets for the Stanley Cup Finals. I, you know, that was the maximum that you could buy. Um, you can only you can only buy four tickets like per person, but I actually like paid people to wait in line for me and stuff, right? So I can get as many tickets as possible. And um, I got 24 tickets. So I had 24 tickets and imagine, George, so Stanley Cup final, Wayne Gretzky and the LA Kings era against the Montreal Canadiens. And I paid $35 a ticket from the box office. $35 a ticket for, for the Stanley Cup finals. Can you imagine? No, I can't. I mean, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, it's amazing how times have changed now, right? I mean, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to snip a last row seat for $35. I mean, even when I was going to bed, I owned the games in the 90s. We still had to pay about half that, and that's for a regular season game with a terrible team. Yeah, that's, that's the, you know, that, that was value. And thing is, if the Montreal Canadiens would have played the Toronto Maple Leafs, the tickets would have been worth big money, man, like thousands of dollars a ticket, uh, even at the $36. It was basically going to be, it was basically going to be about, 750 to 1000 a ticket for my $35 ticket, $36 ticket. I was sitting on like, I was young too. And it was one of those, it was one of those deals that I thought was going to, it was going to change my life type of deal. I was like, this is the biggest hustle and one of the best hustles I've fallen ass backwards into. Um, I was selling tickets and, you know, boom, you know what I mean? Man, it was going to be this is Stanley Cup. Montreal Canadiens versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's basically, you know, it's like the Lakers versus the Celtics in the finals or something, or even like crazier because it rarely ever happens. People would have paid big ass money. And I remember telling someone I had 24 tickets and they, I think they offered me 12,000 bucks. They said, but they said, if they said, I'll tell you what, if, if the Leafs beat the Kings, if the Leafs beat the Kings, I'll give you 12,000 bucks for it. And for the package. So it was basically, they were going to give me 500 a ticket, like just on the spot like that. And dude, what's 24 times $36? Like, you know what I'm saying, George? (laughs) I paid like, you know what I mean? Like 600 bucks for these tickets and I got offered $12,000. And I was like, oh my God, this is, and I was like, no, I didn't, I turned it down. I was like, no, why? I was like, I could sell these for probably a thousand each after. And um, instead, Instead, I remember like selling them for like 150, 95. <laughs> I got 200 for a couple of them, but it was nowhere near the score. You know, and it's crazy. I don't know if you remember that game, man. The, the game seven with the Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings. Total crap. The Leafs got screwed over. They really did. And I got screwed over because of it, George. Yeah, I'm not going to say I remember the game specifically. I certainly watched the game. But no, but I'm surprised that the Leafs would get screwed over. I know it was Gretzky, so maybe there's something there. Because it always seemed to me, listen, I'm the Islander fan. And when the Islanders played the uh, Canadians uh, after, they, after the Volek goal beat Pittsburgh back in the, uh, was it 93? Uh, you know, he played Montreal. And I, in my mind, two of those games, the officials determined in Montreal's favor. You know, there were some calls there like, what the hell is going on? So uh, I'm surprised it was the other way around here. But I'm going to guess that's the Gretzky factor. And the Maple Leafs aren't the Canadians. 
Well, you probably stop watching the playoffs after the Canadians beat your Islanders. That's probably what happened. Um, the the Islanders beat the Penguins miraculously, and then they lost to, to the Montreal Canadiens, and everything fell into place. Uh, I had tickets for the Islanders, too. That I was getting like 75 bucks for. <laughs> like, I wasn't getting getting quite quite as uh quite as uh quite as much for, but it's you know, listen, man, those those were the glory days, man, when tickets were dirt cheap and people would still be willing to pay a lot for them. Now, like there's dude, you come out of the gate and tickets are like, you know, as I mentioned, I paid fifteen hundred dollars to basically be standing room of an NBA finals basketball game. 1500 bucks to be standing room. I didn't even have a seat. I didn't even have a damn seat. 1500 bucks. Um, so, yeah, ticket prices are insane um, in the new world right now. And it'll be, I'm curious to know what's going to happen when the, when the Super Bowl gets here. Because when there's limited tickets, people are actually willing to pay more. But, like, how about this? Like, Alabama and Notre Dame. Ooh, big game. Ooh, it's Alabama and Notre Dame. Tickets are 150 bucks. That's like nothing. The tickets are 150 bucks to get in, and you'll get in for cheaper before kickoff. Bring it. You're listening to the home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. For you. I know, Marge. I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. Step up and then a little bit later on, we'll get into some NBA basketball talk with Pete Yiannopoulos. Uh, Steve Merrill just uh, tweeted me and a couple of others. Interesting uh, look ahead lines for the uh, college football championship game matchups, like the hypothetical matchups of the, the results of the Final Four. So Alabama would be four and a half point favorites against Clemson, Alabama would be ten and a half point favorites against Ohio State. Clemson would be 14-point favorites over Notre Dame, and Ohio State would be um, seven-point favorites over Notre Dame. Notice how he didn't include any Notre Dame would be this many-point favorites over anybody. (laughs) Sorry, Irish fans. All right, George Kurtz kicking it uh, with us. I'm surprised you're not a Notre Dame fan, George. You're a front-runner. Yankees, Cowboys, Islanders. Figure you throw Notre Dame in, in the mix. Like we talk about, it seems like so many New Yorkers are uh, Yankee fans, Cowboy fans, and uh, Notre Dame fans. Well, it's funny you should bring that up. Uh, when I did watch college football, I was an SMU fan first. All right, that's back with Eric Dickinson <laughs> when he was there, Craig James. 
Uh, I think it was because they played on the same field as the Cowboys. Uh, that's the only reason I could think that I'd be an well, SMU fan Dallas back then. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I think that's why I like them. And then when Jimmy Johnson took over the Cowboys, I, I was watching the Hurricanes because he would draft so many of them. But Notre Dame's always been a team that I, I – I don't want to say I root for. That's probably too strong a word. But that I, I seem to be happy when they win for whatever reason. I don't, you know, it looks like it's bothering if they lose. But, yeah, when they win, I'm sort of, oh, good. The, the, the fighting, I'm Irish. The fighting Irish won. Yay. <laughs> well, they won't win this week. But, uh, yeah, I always bust uh, Kurtz's balls for being a front runners because, look, he goes, oh, I'm an Islander fan. Can't be a front runner. I say, yeah, but the Otters were good when you were a kid. Um, I guess the Yankees, right? The Yankees weren't, though. To, like, to your defense, as they were briefly, that's the thing. It's not like the Yankees were great all through the 70s, right? They were good. They were good in the late 70s. They, you know, they beat the Dodgers. They lost in the in 81 to the Dodgers in the World Series. And then the 80s were kind of a struggle. So, you know, you can't say, I can't call you a front runner. Ironically enough, is it? Like you notice that, like, people on the outside look at Yankee fans and the Yankee organization in New York as, like, they're all spoiled, right? That the Yankees win all the time and, oh, they just spend all the money and they win all the time. But, yeah, they've had these mini, like, sort of little dynastic runs. But over the long haul, there's a lot of suffering for Yankee fans mixed in there in between. I mean, it's funny with the Yankees. Uh, now, the reason I'm a Yankee fan is my father was a Yankee fan. So that's the only sport that I took after him. So, uh, you know, when I first started liking baseball, it really was the mid-70s, 76, 77, 78. The Yankees went to three straight World Series. Right? One, two of them lost to uh, the Reds in 76. Uh, even in the 80s. Yeah, they didn't win anything after 81, but they actually had the most wins in the 80s. So they yeah, were actually yeah. a good team, but they were that team just not good. There was always somebody better in the division. No wild cards back then. And then they, they were bad for a while until Steinbrenner got suspended. Right? That's really what turned the Yankees around. So that's, uh, that's what the Yankees hear. But I think the Yankees fans are spoiled to a certain degree if you're under the age of, what, 30? You really don't know what losing is. And you don't. I mean, the Yankees may not have made the playoffs every year, but they won a million World Series, made the playoffs probably, what, 25 of those 30 years? I mean, with the wild yeah. cards now. So I think Yankee fans under a certain age, I think they are spoiled. They're entitled. I don't know if they're spoiled, but they're entitled, <laughs> if that makes sense. When's the last time the Yankees won? 2010? 2009. Nine. All right, nine. Yeah. Yeah. More than a decade, Kurtz. What's the difference? Like, between 10 years, 14 years, like, the glory days are gone. <laughs> The glory days are gone, uh, and you know we'll see we'll see what happens uh, this year. But uh, I'm just stating, like you know, when you, when you haven't won in that long, then there's something to it. You know what I'm saying? So speaking of which, let's talk about your other front running team here, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys and Giants. So what do you think is going to happen? Are they going to beat the Giants? And what do you think about Washington and uh, Philadelphia? I'm assuming. I don't know. They're all over the place with Alex Smith, right? They said he was going to play last week, and then they pulled the carpet out at the last second. I'm seeing reports that they're hopeful that he'll play, and whatever. I'm hopeful I'll win the lottery, but it doesn't. It's not going to happen. So, you know, Doctor Chow told us tonight that he would not. He does not think that Alex Smith will play, and that was his job, right? Chow. Chow thinks that it's too much for Smith that he won't that he won't play. What do you think is going to happen? Who do you think wins the division? 
All right, I think the Dallas Giants are going to play at 1 o'clock. Uh, I think Dallas will take care of business there. I think uh, they've always had something over the Giants for years. Now they always beat the Giants. I can't remember the last time the Cowboys lost to the Giants. All right, so they always seem to beat them. And the Giants right now, they're in a rut. They can't score. They just can't score. Ingram may not play here. I just think the Giants are having problems. Cowboys are playing well. The defense still sucks. It gives up a ton of yardage. But the big difference over the Cowboys over the past, what, four, four games that they're getting turnovers. The defense is causing turnovers. And I think Daniel Jones, that's what he does best. He turns the ball over. But I think the Cowboys will do enough to beat the Giants uh, in Jersey on Sunday. And then Sunday night, <laughs> does Philadelphia want to play? And it's almost like they get, they get into a choice here. Do you want the hated Washington team to win in the division, or do you want the hated Cowboys to win? You know, I think they'll play hard because I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback, and I think he still wants to win, show that he can be the starting quarterback next year. Just don't turn the ball over, Jalen. He turns the ball over way too much. He can keep the ball safe. You don't need to score a million points to beat Washington because they're not going to score a ton. And if Alex Smith, by the way, if he doesn't play, then it, it should be over. They, you know, Philadelphia should win pretty easily here. But just don't turn the ball over and keep that defensive line in check. Just, I mean, don't let him ruin the game for you. Because, Gabe, I think that Washington defensive line might be the best defensive line I've seen. I'm going to go to the late 80s, early 90s uh, Eagles defensive line with Reggie White, Jerome Brown, and that group. That defensive line is nasty. Strong words, Kurtz. Strong, strong words. Um, um, I, you know, I was going to say, though, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, if the Cowboys win earlier in the day, Jerry Jones should just pay off the referees after. <laughs> like, uh, just, just, just go old school on this. Like, really, just go old school on this and basically just say, all right, listen, we need Philadelphia to win. And if you're Jones, you just get to one of the referees, couple of the referees, you know, you tell them, listen, man, you just, suddenly you got a new boat. <laughs> There's a boat and a couple of models waiting for you on the boat, buddy. All right. And, um, you know, Jerry Jones, I'd like to be watching. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they're going to have a live feed of Jerry Jones watching the game on Sunday night, actually. And here's a live shot of Jerry Jones. Oh, please, uh, no. Wa- please, wa- no. Watching the game. I don't uh, need to see Skeletal night. watching the game. <laughs> you know no, that, that'll drive Dallas, me insane no Dallas is going to win just no, for the please. stress of it just for the stress of it Dallas will win just to torture you guys all day long and you have to watch the game at nighttime. well the history of the Cowboys remember the, this is a few years back on, more on the Romo uh, they had what three straight years of having to win the last game I think it was against each team too one year was against the Giants one was against the Eagles one was against the Washington uh, football team where they had to win they would have gotten in all three years they lost so I got that is a flashback there for me. I'm like, oh god, they need a they need to win and get a Washington loss to get in. You know, I'm like, this is this is not going to go well. History says it won't go well. You know, I said that wasn't the Romo more than the well, I guess what Dalton here. So we'll see if that changes. It would be the worst thing, by the way. You know, Dallas beats the Giants, whatever, 37. You now they score a million points, they win easily. Then I sweat it out, and then I'm doing in game live, and I have to watch Washington win, and they don't get in anyway. You know, that would be like, you know, it'd be torture. Even though I'm fully aware, Dallas is not going anywhere. They'll play Tampa Bay first round. I don't see that going well. Even if it's in Dallas, I don't see that going very well. I think Dalton's going to outshoot Tom Brady. So uh, you're looking at one and done here. But uh, as a Cowboys fan, it's hard not to root for them to win, to get in. You know, it'd be somewhat of a miracle. What are you going to have, seven wins? And uh, I guess we would be looking for, uh, you know, a little prophecy here. The last two teams that got in with – one with division with seven wins. They won their first playoff game. There's that. 
Yeah, I'm saying you never know. They could be Tampa. Any, anything can happen on and on any given Saturday or Sunday. As far as the statistical percentages, uh, Washington now have a 51% chance of winning uh, the division. Dallas have a 26% chance, and the Giants a 22% chance. Um, you know, I think Philadelphia will beat Washington. I know it's going to bother Eagle fans to help the Cowboys, but I think ultimately, I think, as you mentioned, Jalen Hurts is going to want to play well. The Eagle players, teams don't roll over as much as they think they do. Like players, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're, you know, the Eagle players are already into it is what it is mode, right? Like they said, yeah, you know, we thought we were a playoff team, but we're not. It is what it is. They still have to get paid. They don't want to go out there and get embarrassed. And the game's on national television as well, right? So they, this is another good incentive for them not to want to get humiliated. And it's not like Doug Peterson has an incentive to lose, Kurtz. He doesn't want to lose. People are already pissed off at him in that city, as it is. No, it's hard to lose when you play football because everything's on film. You know, if you're, you're looking for a job next season, you, gotta, you can't show that you gave up. Teams aren't going to like that. So generally you do play to win. Uh, what I like about this game for me as far as playing to win also is I don't see Washington getting off to an early lead where it's 14 nothing and they're like, all right, the U-Holds are in the parking lot. Let's just get the hell out of here. I don't see Washington being able to do that. So uh, I think that's got going in Dallas' favor as well. I think at the very least the game goes to the fourth quarter. You know, maybe a mistake here, a mistake there, and they uh, watch them wins the game. Wouldn't shock me, but uh, I do expect Dallas to end up in the playoffs and uh, play Tampa. And uh, the worst thing for me, by the way, is uh, if Dallas loses to the Giants, a team they always beat, and then Washington loses at night, then you just might see me hang myself on in-game live. Yeah, then and, and then the New York Giants get in, and then Joe Judge in his first year wins a division title. The Giants backdoor this thing which I wouldn't automatically discount, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Cowboys are going to win. And then if they, if, if, even if the Cowboys don't, if the Cowboys win, they'll either get in or Washington gets in. I think the Giants will be on the outside uh, looking in, but I do think Philadelphia is going to be Washington. Uh, I do. And then listen, and Tampa and Dallas, I'll take the over of that football game. Uh, we'll get a chance. Andy Dalton has a chance of redemption. Andy Dalton can uh, win a big playoff game for once against uh, Tom Brady. I can see the storyline now. Red Rifle steps up. Andy D beats Tommy B. Uh, George, it's all it's all falling into place right now. It would be something, right? He had a terrible playoff record with Cincinnati, but he comes to Dallas and he wins. He beats Tom Brady in week uh, the, on the wild card game. That would just be nuts. I don't think that can happen. I think Dallas will get it, but I don't think they can beat Tampa. Uh, not with that defense. I don't think Tom Brady's going to make those kinds of mistakes. And Dallas can't. Dallas doesn't pressure up the middle, which is how you beat Brady. Get pressure up the middle, uh, not allow him to step up. Dallas gets pressure off the edges, and Brady will see that coming. George Kurtz kicking it with us. I see trending on Twitter right now. These are the best, uh, the best uh, 20 TV shows of 2020. I couldn't name 20 TV shows. I'm pretty sure Kurt could have named like uh, more than three shows. Sports Center, Kurt knows Sports Center. NFL Morning Show. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. For New Year's in the Kurtz uh, household, what do you have planned? What's uh, how does how do the Kurtzes bring in uh, the New Year's? Usually, the family and I would go to a friend's house. He has a big party, uh, fireworks, and all that. But we just found out today that their son got tested positive for COVID. So uh, I have no idea what we're doing right now. The wife just told me today. It may just be uh, stay at home and invite some family members over, see if my brother wants to hang out, my uh, sister-in-law. But as of right now, Gabe, I have no clue. You're a real wild guy. But I was going to say, Kurtz, like it, uh, so what, it took like someone to get COVID first for you not to go to a party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I'm complaining about this, by the way. I don't, I don't I know, mind like, like, but, uh, yeah, why right. would you, you said normally we have a big party, but somebody tested positive for COVID. But so if they didn't, you were still going to have that big party? Uh, no, no, go. I go to a party at a friend's house. Not, not have it here. We usually go to a house party. Still, still, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, I would. I don't know if I would advise that, uh, Kurtz. Especially since you don't drink, anyways. What's the point of going to a party if you're not going to get wasted, right? And what's the what's the point because of risking my wife does COVID? drink and she wants me to drive home? Yeah, uh, that's what Uber's for. <laughs> that's what that's what that's what Uber is for. But uh, we wish you the best, uh, Kurtz. Uh, we hope you have a, a safe, a happy New Year. And um, we'll see you on the we'll see you on the air later in the week. And uh, I'm curious to see what happens on Sunday. And I'll tune in Sunday night just to see your stress level. I just want to see your stress level. Yeah. Depending on what happens, though, we need the Cowboys to win the game, obviously first. Uh, but I'm you know I'm curious to see how things uh, turn out, and it should be entertaining. Happy New Year, Kurt. Thanks for stepping up and in. Anytime, Gabe. You also happy holidays, everybody. George Kurtz. Late Night Anger Management Class brought to you by Radio Shack. Texas Instrument. Get your Texas Instrument calculator now. Bring it. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.